Thank you for tuning in. We'll get to your program right after this short word from our sponsors. Do you wake up feeling like your best days have passed you by? Omega-3s are essential to the health of your body and cells. Scientists say an imbalance in the omega-3-6 ratio is a major cause of many illnesses. You need testing to know how healthy your cells are. Without testing, you're only guessing. Test yourself at home and start feeling better today. Find out how by calling Rick Kroll at 305-933-4219. Welcome to the Home Business Success Show. Join us as we speak to home business entrepreneurs for tips, tricks, do's, and even don'ts for running a successful home business. Greetings and welcome to the Home Business Success Show. I'm your host, Hank Eater, also known as Hank the PR Guy. Home business entrepreneurs have some great advantages over brick and mortar, but they also face some unique challenges. Each week we talk to home business entrepreneurs on the show and we find do's and don'ts. We find things that really work and sometimes we find things that really didn't work for them, which are just as well to know as the things that did work so that you don't have to do those. Uh, before we uh, meet our our guest today, I just want to share a few thoughts One is that home business entrepreneurs are always looking for ways to keep costs down, especially in their first few years of business. They try to wear all the hats in their business, from sales to marketing to accounting, appointment setting, chief cook and bottle washer, all of those things. But as soon as you find it financially feasible, begin outsourcing some of these roles. Start with accounting A good accountant will save you more money than it costs to hire their services. But one place not to skimp is your image. Don't go into an office supply store and buy those printable, detachable business card paper stocks and run them off on your inkjet printer. You are a professional. Don't ever forget that. Be sure your cards reflect that and make the type large enough and dark enough to be seen clearly. It should be easy for your customers to contact you. My guest today, Clay Rice, grew up in Mars Hill, North Carolina, and is a graduate of Mars Hill University with a degree in business administration. He put himself through college working with developmentally disabled children and adults. After graduation, Clay went into management with nonprofit businesses and then into the hospitality industry at the Grove Park Inn, where he met an office furniture broker and entered into what he calls his forever career. In 2011, he moved to South Florida and started a business in furniture brokering, project management, and commercial moving. Recently, his family moved back to Western North Carolina to care for aging parents, and now he juggles work across the country and building up his local business, Triad Project Management, in North and South Carolina. Welcome to the show, Clay. Thank you, Hank. If you would, tell us uh, a few things about what you do. So what Triad does is we go in to any commercial industry or business, and like if you're just starting, we'll go in, we'll measure your complete space. We'll do a, you tell me, what. hey, I'm looking to maximize how many people I can fit in. 
then we will do a design, a 2D, 3D design to show you what will fit in your space. So, and we will even throw in things that maybe you haven't thought about, like filing cabinets or reception area, a glass table, you know, just something to honor that when you, because like when you first walk into a business, your reception area is going to be the awe. You know, people notice your reception area first thing. Um, so we can supply new and used office furniture. Um, we also do decommissions. Um, when you buy brand new furniture, your tax write-offs are done after seven years. And usually your lease is in a commercial property, seven to 10 years. When you're done with that lease, you're going to move into a new space. It's kind of like, I, I want all brand new furniture. Well, what am I going to do with the old? It's got to get out. The property manager, sometimes the property manager will take it and try to re-rent the space already furnished. Um, but if not, then you have to get rid of it. So what we do is called a decommission. So we will come in, we'll clear the whole space out. We'll broom sweep to so it's in perfect condition when you turn the keys back over to the landlord. Sometimes that includes patch and sanding of you know pictures or logos you know we have to take off and then we can also paint um to get the walls back to normal before you turn the keys over so you're not charged for any things that go against your lease um we also do commercial moves so if you're moving from one site to another we will come in whether it's contents and computers we'll come in and adjust okay you need this many boxes you need this many men you need this much labor you know, it's going to take us this long and we'll move you from one place to another. We'll bring you labels so you can label like, OK, let's say Joe Schmo is in Office 101, but he's moving into the next suite at Office 303. We'll give you labels so you can put that office number on there and then we'll have everything in your office when you get there for unpacking. Um, we also do a lot of, you know, with decommissions, we do a lot of donations to nonprofits and charities because they can't afford to go out and buy brand new furniture. But it seems like with a lot of corporations, some of them don't care. They don't care what you do. They just want the number. And we will give them the worst case scenario number. If I have to throw away all of your furniture, here's what's going to cost. A lot of companies don't care. They just sign off on it. And then we try to call local, like I said, nonprofits or charities around the local area anywhere in the country and try to donate it, you know, to, cause I know, especially schools, when we were in South Florida, I donated a lot to Miami Dade because the teachers, they, I mean, Hank, they were sitting in bad furniture, like crap. And we donated, I mean, we did one project with an accounting firm. There was six floors of furniture. They didn't care. I donated three floors to Miami Dade public school from meeting tables to meet with parents you know, seats, desks for the teachers, training tables, I mean, filing cabinets, and we helped them out. And that made us feel so good. But, and the reason why we do that, the EPA came out with a study in 2022, 8.5 million pounds of office furniture was thrown in the dump. Office furniture is the most, what's the word I'm looking for? It's the most itemized product that is thrown away in the dump out of anything else that people do or use. And probably a lot of it is perfectly good furniture too. Isn't oh it? yeah. Perfectly good. So what we'll do is that one, we'll try to donate or I've got a national network. We're all trying to sell it. 
because a lot of dealers across the country will take these products and they will sell them at a reduced rate to companies that are growing. And right now, especially after COVID, there's so much products on the market um, that even companies that would normally buy the brand new steel case, the brand new Herman Miller, the brand new Hayworth. Well, right now your lead times or, you know, you used to be six to eight weeks. Now it's pushed out to 10 to 12, sometimes 16. And, but yet when you buy a brand new cube, for example, one of these top OEMs, um, original equipment manufacturers, you know, you're going to spend, if it's got glass, it's got the pads, you're going to spend $2,500 to $3,000 per workstation plus the installation delivery. Well, I can get you something that's two years old, three years old for six to $800 plus installation and it looks brand new because especially since covid a lot of people spent millions of dollars to form their office and then covid hit people may have sat in it for a year and then now a lot of companies have integrated their employees to work from home and it's actually working and their productivity's up but yet they're still paying for this space that nobody's at so they're just wasted money some companies don't care. And that's what gets me. You know, you spend all this money, but yeah, you just want to throw it away. I guess it's all tax write-offs to some of the bigger companies. Yeah, it's all a tax write-off. But there's a lot right. of companies that could use it. So a lot, but even a lot of bigger companies are buying used because they're saving money and they can get it faster. So they're, that means that their operations are set up faster and they don't have to wait. That makes so much sense. You know, I never thought about that with decommissions. And you also mentioned that uh, the average uh, office lease is seven to 10 years, and then they go on somewhere else. I mean, don't a lot of companies stay? I mean, they renew their lease. They can, they can. But then, you know, with every lease, it's kind of like a marriage. You know, your property manager might not get along with a person running the business. So when the lease is over, it's a bad divorce. And, you know, the property manager gets mad because if you're a company and you have three floors in their building and you don't get along, you're not going to want to stay there. So you're going to reduce down and move somewhere else to a brand new space, a brand new start. That's a lot for a building to lose uh, three floors worth of offices. So I think the property manager needs to be taught some manners. <laughs> well, so, well, you know, people are people, Hank. So, yes. uh, you know, you meet people that are really cool and you meet people that can be really bad. Um, last year in August, we started a liquidation or a decommission in Charlotte, 17 floors. And they were there in that building for 30 years. So, you know, people do stay, but then after time, they have, you know, certain decisions be made and they have to move. They have to well, move maybe, forward. yeah, maybe a company like that was downsizing because, like you mentioned a few minutes ago, maybe a lot of their workforce is now working from home because, mm -hmm. you know, this is the home business success show. And we do speak to a lot of home business entrepreneurs, but we also speak occasionally to people who actually still do work for companies, but they do it from their home. Mm -hmm. And, you know, a lot of them remained employees, but there are those who actually became independent contractors. They do the same thing they did for their boss before, but they do it under the auspices of being a small company. And so, um, yeah, that's a lot of furniture to get rid of to in, in those kind of spaces. And I see the, um, the, the great advantage of wanting to keep it out of landfills and um, stop all this waste. Right. It's There's a tremendous amount of waste, but people throw it away. Office supplies, 
highlighters, pens, staplers. Staplers are seven to twelve dollars. I've thrown away hundreds of them. And what I couldn't give away because I'd always give them to schools or teachers or churches or what you know because that's expensive. You know, if you go out and buy them, and companies just throw them away, they don't they even pick it with them. Yeah, they all need those things. Teachers need those things. I'm sure churches and yeah, they they need those things. It, it's it's so. I, I can't even fathom it that a company would want to lose like several hundred staplers. I just oh, don't, I just don't get happens, it. A speed pack, which we use consistently, and also in the commercial moving, which is four feet wide by uh, two and a half feet high. Okay. Or four feet long by two feet wide, two and a half feet high. So it holds a lot of materials. Um, we've had them full of office supplies. You know, from everything from whiteout to staplers to um, hole punchers. And I take it to a school because teachers normally have to buy all their own stuff. And teachers don't make that much money. They're the most underpaid, most important people that we have in this country. And, they're, and they have to buy their own stuff for their, for their classrooms. So I like to try to get in with schools because those are my favorite people to donate to. Oh, I'm sure they're very grateful about stuff oh, like that. Yes. Oh, they are. But it makes me feel good, too, because I can help them out and they don't have to spend their own money. Yeah. Well, let me ask you this. How did you come up with the name Triad Project Management? Okay, so Triad um, is basically three. So we're thinking there's a customer, there's our labor, and there's me. So there's three people involved. If you bring a fourth person into the decision-making, it can get all confused. You can run into problems because that way we have the customer. I'm in between the customer and our labor. So I manage it all. And so I'm the one that's making sure the labor is doing what they're supposed to do, showing up on time. They're getting pictures and I have to revert it back to the customer. When you get too many people involved, it's like too many hands in the cookie jar. Things get confusing. Things are not on a straight lace. So when you condense that down, it's a more streamlined process. It's easier to yell at one person than it is to. If they I, get mad at you. <laughs> I suppose it is. I suppose it is. Hopefully you don't have to yell at anybody. But uh, well, I'm talking about them yelling at me if there's oh, a mistake okay. because I mean because sometimes buildings you have elevator issues, you have rain, you have trucks that don't show up on time, you have labor sitting there for an hour to two hours waiting on trucks. So um, there's a lot of different variables that go into a move and decommissions. And the customer, they're not in my business. They know how to run their business, right? So sometimes when things happen we have to cover it but we also have to be communicative and let them know hey this happened so it's gonna hold us back and oh yeah i get yelled at sometimes oh i bet you do because nothing is more stressful i think than moving well i can't oh, say nothing but very commercial move and because all they want to do is get from point a to b and run their business and they and the more downtime they have the more money they lose but sometimes due to People, labor, you know, unforeseen circumstances, you do get delayed every now and then. I see. Let me ask you a question. Um, when you go in and design office space and put all those things together, have you ever been called to work on somebody's home office? Like if somebody has a room in a house? I have. You I have. Mm -hmm. 
And then what I would do is I'll go in and measure the complete room. I would ask them, what are they looking for? What they are trying to accomplish in setting up a home office. Once they tell me, I'll design it to see what fits to make sure the egresses are correct. So it's not, I try to keep the room open and not block it up and block it, you know, like a walkway or not eat up the room with a desk. Cause if you have an L shaped desk, you want to use the 90 degree walls, the two walls. So you maximize your space. Cause if you just put it coming out into the room, you're losing five feet. I see. So it's a, it's, it's ergonomics and Correct. it's, I guess in a way it's kind of like office feng shui. Correct. Yeah. Because you mentioned space and that's very important to a lot of people. And I understand it probably should be important to more people than it is to keep the uh, space open and flowing and, and, and serving your needs. So that's great that you can consult with people who want to put together a home-based business to maximize mm -hmm. the, the room that they have. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now, um, Project management is part of what you offer. Uh, other than what you've talked about up to this point, what's an example of some of the project management that you do? I have a customer that's a national customer, and they set up cafes and cafeterias for large universities and large businesses like Capital One, Wells Fargo, you know, Bank of America. Um, and so they hire me. They send me a list to multiple places throughout the country. I have vetted labor that I use. So I get pricing and I manage the project from the time it ships to the time it's completed. So in a sense, it's, sure. in a sense, it's almost like being a contractor, you know, when, uh, when they, yes. yeah, uh -huh. somebody hires a contractor to build a house, for example, you're right. like the contractor, but the project manager for these kind of projects. Correct. Then I make sure if there's any issues, I handle them before and try to fix them before the customer finds out. Because some some problems can be fixed very easy, um, and because you don't want to stress your customer out, you know if they're still concentrating on running their business. So if I can fix an issue and not have to involve them, then I fix it. You just you just lost sound. Sorry about that. <laughs> That's okay. That's okay. So, um, yeah, uh, you spoke a while ago about um, some of the services that you offer. I mean, you you offer these these project management services, and you bring in furniture for facilities, or you move yeah. furniture, but um, you also offer daily, weekly, or monthly service work for clients. What are some examples of that? So some of the larger clients have a need to where they might need one or two guys to come to their office every day just to move certain furniture here to there, to move equipment from one floor to another. Um, you have some companies that are large enough to have that need. Um, hospitals, you know, um, companies. Companies have like two or three floors, like UBS, you know, we'll send guys in there to do whatever they want. You know, like Siemens, we had people at Siemens in South Florida that would go in every, we had two guys every day for like six weeks. Um, JM Family, the biggest Toyota, um, he's the one that brought Toyota into the East Coast. Every Toyota that comes into the East Coast comes through his company in South Florida. Um, so we have people there to, hey, I need this move or I need this fixed, or I need this done. And they're, we're there to help and do whatever they need. 
So, yeah, that definitely makes sense. And uh, you also offer, I guess, painting and, and cleaning services and things. We do. Anytime we do a decommission, we broom sweep the facility, which means all trash, all specs, everything is gone. So it's kind of like when you rent a house and you got to clean it before you give it back to the landlord. We do the same thing for commercial properties. So we remove everything. So when the, and we do the walkthrough with the realtor to make sure that we got everything. And we ask those questions before we even do the decommission. Cause sometimes with a business, when you have your break room, you'll have a refrigerator, you have an ice maker, you have um, coffee makers, you have microwaves. Do those go or do those stay? Because I need to know that because you have an ice maker. We need to get somebody that knows how to, un, you know, do the water line so you don't flood the floors, you know? So that's, uh, that's, you know, so that's questions we ask. And sometimes the property manager doesn't want those. They stay. But sometimes they're like, no, you got to get it out. So those are kind of things that we we're very detailed um, to make sure our customer doesn't have any backlash or we don't forget anything when they move out. Right. So that dovetails what I said earlier at the beginning of the show about outsourcing and for a business to not have to worry about all of these things when they're going to have a move to just outsource it to you is a blessing. Uh, we're getting beginning to get short of time. So I'd like to ask, is there anything you'd like to mention that I haven't asked? Um. I mean, the customers that I look for are anybody that owns a business or that runs a business that, you know, are looking for furniture or advice or space planning, new or used furniture. There's so much used furniture on the market right now. Um, you can save a tremendous amount of money on buying. It's kind of like buying a used Mercedes at a Kia price. Yeah. So for, for my listeners who are home-based businesses and you're looking for a new desk and you're looking for filing cabinets and things like that, it mm -hmm. sounds to me like Clay is the guy that you need to talk to to get some really good deals and get some good quality uh, office furniture. Uh, please tell our listeners the best way to get in touch with you. Um, you can call me on my cell, 561-927-5183, or my email is Clay. C-L-A-Y at triad hyphen P-M, like projectmanager.com. Well, thank you very much for being here with us today. And for our listeners, tune in every every Wednesday at 11 a.m. for the Home Business Success Show here on Biz Radio U.S. Remember, you can achieve success, freedom, and independence in your own home business. See you next week. This is Hank Eater wishing all of you a fabulous day of home business success. Thank you for listening. If you liked what you just heard, be sure to subscribe to the podcast and be sure to visit bizradio.us to find hundreds of other engaging conversations, local events, and more.